we're on a roll here. Yeah. Let's get into it. What are Let's we what are we getting into? Well, we um we drew an A-League team for our cup, which is pretty huge. Awesome. So that's that's yeah, that's massive. It's massive for the club, it's massive for the massive for the boys, massive for the sport for for us. Um we're also the only South Australia team left in the uh Australia Cup at the moment. Well, not at the moment, for good this year. There's three Sydney teams, three uh, Melbourne teams, one Brisbane team, and then uh, then us. So out of everybody, lines. out of the whole of Australia, whole of Australia. So you were in the last. What was eight. that? Like eight quarterfinals. Yeah, wicked. It's awesome, man. It's wild. Like we um obviously the the way that it so the way the Australia Cup works is everyone has their own path within their own sort of state. So you play against each other in your own state and then the the top. So it's different for different states. I think Sydney gets like 11 teams in the, the final 32. Uh, South Australia gets three teams in the final 32. Um, and then you know everyone else gets a, a certain amount. I think Tasmania gets maybe one or two. Northern Territory, I think, gets one or two. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it does go based upon like um, – the, the teams as in like uh, or, or not necessarily the teams but the states they have probably more uh, more clubs more availability for clubs so that's why like, you got Sydney and Melbourne or Victoria sorry that have uh, more teams as, as part of the, the competition and that's why they sort of end up with more at the end um, but yeah we got uh, there's three they call them member fed clubs which is like ours um, so you've got Melbourne Knights, Heidelberg, and then uh, ourselves, Metro Stars, and then you've got five A-League teams left. That makes the eight. So you've got Melbourne Knights and Heidelberg, they're playing against each other. They both play in the same league as well, which is a bit, a bit boring because like yeah. they're, they're playing an against each team, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, we've got Melbourne City, which is the oh. A-League team. Yeah, yeah. The, so they're, the city affiliate. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is massive, man. Like it's it's huge. It's huge. And it's probably they they're probably so they ended up making it to the finals last or the grand final. They lost in the grand final last year, but they've definitely got like some quality players and we're we're so excited. We're like everyone everyone's pumped. And we genuinely believe, like we call it true belief, because we have a look at our, our coach is very, very much on like the looking at the the data, looking at, at everything, you know, passes per game, um, obviously possession stats, all the, the rest of the shots on target, the amount that we work, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, we genuinely believe that we can beat Melbourne City. It's just like, it, especially when you come up against an A-League team, we're, we're really trying, we're trying as much as we can to play them at home too, because play them at home like well sorry whenever you play an a-league team in the the cup no matter where when you get drawn so we got drawn second which means that if we were playing a member fed team we would be playing at their home ground but because it's an a-league team they travel to to us mm. um no matter no matter who it is uh, unless it's an a-league versus an a-league team so if it's an a-league versus an a-league team the team that gets drawn out first will tr- will be the home team um mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're trying as hard as we can to play them at Metro Stars, so that's like our home ground. Because usually they would play them at like a a bigger stadium on grass and all that kind of stuff. But Metro's got the uh, artificial 
we've got like the dingy change rooms, like, and all that sort of stuff. So it's just, it, I, 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 I'm not, not sure whether we'll get, we'll get it at home. We might need to go and play somewhere else. Um, but that's a big thing. Like playing there at home would be huge, huge. We'd get probably like three, three and a half, maybe 4,000 people to a game, which for us is huge considering we get like five or 600 max to a big game, you know? You're going to have to send me the link. I got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I will. It's um, there's three dates. I think it's this either the thirteenth of thirteenth se- of September or the sixteenth or seventeenth of September, which will either be like on tonight for you or tomorrow for you, um, or Tuesday for you. Not not uh, in the next two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks. So it would be, yeah, it would be. Two weeks from tonight, mm-hmm. two weeks from tomorrow night, mm-hmm. or two weeks from three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in your diary, man. Everyone listening, put it in your diary. Up the up the stars. Well, I might even send you over yeah. the top considering you, you like it so much, you know. You should give me your address oh, and I'll yeah. <laughs> That would go that would strictly be on the wall. It would man, be on the wall. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear it, <laughs> but I would uh, put it on cool. the wall because it would be super sick. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's really exciting, and like we've got our final again today. So it's been we started preseason a month from now. So we started preseason in it was sometime. I'm pretty sure it was sometime in October last year. Um, so we've been going for for almost twelve months. And you get to a point where, like, so we won the league, sick. Or we won the cup before that, epic. We won the league, sick. Now we're in the final, so play the final series. <clears throat> and now it's like you just we've got all these games still to go, and you get into that pointy end of the season, and and throughout the whole season, because of the loads and also the teams we're playing against, the last three games we've had, we played against butchers like that haven't wanted to really play football. And not that I am against referees because you need them to play a game, but it's been atrocious. Some of the the decisions that have happened, you know, where players have, we had a player who got uh, literally clotheslined, fell over and his finger fell out of it. It's like he dislocated his finger, popped across his other Mm. finger. He didn't even know what, what happened. And he ended up getting a yellow card for it, like for getting close. It was, it was really, really strange. And again, I'm not against referees. I mean, they see something that maybe we don't see and they're trying to do an unbiased game. But when you're playing against butchers and not playing against teams that want to play football, it makes it so much harder to to play because, and especially if you don't have the referee that's, you know, not on your side, but on the side of football rather than on the side of, of butchers. So it's been a really tough last three weeks, especially we had final game of the season, which we went down to 10 men because of a Last man tackle red card, which wasn't, but that's okay. Um, then we played the final, we're down 2-1 and then scored the 94th and 96th. Um, then we played the cup final on the, or the, the round of 16, sorry, on the Tuesday against the Sydney team where these guys are just monsters. Like, didn't look like footballers. They were they were heavy, proper heavy. Picture, like, beer gut and, and everything. Like, mm. But they, they were just big and, and strong and 
again, it was a bit of a butcher game. And now we're going again against the same team that we beat 3-2 uh, for the second leg of the semifinal in our division, in our league. So it's pretty, it's a pretty like hectic end of the season because it's nonstop. Like it's just game, then another game, then another game midweek, and then another game, and then another game midweek. And it's just like game, 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 game. So it's been really challenging just looking from my perspective. I mean, as a player, it'd be even more challenging. But just managing and monitoring everything because you've got all these moving parts of like, I go to train because I can't be underloaded. I can't do nothing. the season this last three weeks that's for sure so you guys just um are you guys just gonna take like two weeks off and start the season again in october <laughs> i think so i think so because it's we'll have probably i think we'll have three weeks off the way that it's looking now i mean we win this game today we go into the final next week so that'll be the final um we win that game, the seasons, that's it. That's it's done. So it's finished. No more. Don't have to worry about it. After that, um, the next week we'll have the game against Melbourne City. We win that. We'll have another game. We win that. We'll have the final. And then that'll be it. So it's it's uh probably another from the ninth, there'll be potentially another three more weeks, which goes into October. And we'll probably start in November, I think. We'll have like two or three weeks off, just chilling doing nothing and then go again but it's also that's i guess that's the professionalism of of what's happened at our club is like this is what the expectation is and this is what this is what comes with winning you know like you win a lot and there'll be some players that will be like no nah, this is too much for me i don't want to do this anymore and there'll be some that'll be like yeah this is this is sick this is awesome but this is the winning culture i guess that's the way it is yeah that's it's a lot of games. Mm. I mean, it, I guess when it is like a World Cup or a Euros or a Copa America or something, like the pros have a similar sort of timeline. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess most summers they've got something. Maybe there's one or two summers every four years that they've got sort of an actual two to three months off. But I guess a lot of times, and I guess that's only for the international level players. Below yeah. that, I, I guess most players below that will have two or three months off, but I mean, it's a lot of games. Mm. Mm. It's, it's a very, as a semi-pro, looking at it, I had one of the boys come and, who, they come and see me once a week just to help them tick, help them tick over. And he needs to put on a, a bit of size, but it's very, very hard to... So he's finding it very, very challenging to do that, especially this this time of the season because it's like it's go time. You, you can't really afford to make a a risky decision because not that training is a risky decision, but it's probably more risky trying to put on size, trying to get bigger at this point in the season because how fatigued and and then the training 
is is up another level again. So you kind of have to manage it. And he's like, "How long do you think we'll have off for for next before next season?" I said, "Honestly, man, we'll probably have about four weeks." And he's like, "Far out! How am I supposed to put on sites? <laughs> when am I going to like? How am I going to be able to do this?" I'm like, "We'll figure it out. Don't don't stress. It's okay. It's all good. You'll be fine. You know." So yeah, it, it'll. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But let's just win today and then we'll win next week and win the week after that, week after that, and week after that, and then we'll be crowned champions. And then from that as well, actually, I forgot to mention this bit. Um, from that, once <laughs> once we win the final, whoever wins the final for uh, the Australia Cup, they actually get put into the Asian Cup qualifiers. Oh. So it's like it's a – yeah, yeah, which would be abs- absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. The fly, sorry. Did you get? Did you get it? No, I didn't. I all I got was my headphone cord. Um, I swear, I'll I'll move wherever it doesn't have any flies. Um, don't don't come yeah. down under, man. I was to say. I mean, at least you guys got those massive spiders to eat them all. Yeah, nah, not not all of them. They're still flies. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you imagine that? You guys traveling all over Asia, playing in the Believe Asian it. Cup. Believe, yeah, believe it, man. Don't don't imagine it. Believe it. You know, it's it's. I can't remember what I said this on the last podcast, uh, but we played when we played last last night, uh, last week. Sorry, and we won three two. I knew that we had it in us to to score. Like we if we when we scored one, we were going to score another one. It was guaranteed. And spoke with uh, the opposition reserve coach after the game because they played before us. They drew one all, and, and I asked him. I'm like, oh, how'd you go? And it's like, yeah, we drew him on all. It's like, oh, awesome. How are you going to go? Like, do you, you think you'll do well in the, in the next round? And he's like, oh, I hope so. And I'm like, see, that's where that's where your that's where your levels at. That's where you're thinking. See, I knew we were going to win that game. You know, taking the piss a little bit, but like, I I did know that like we were going to win that game. And they all started laughing. I'm like, but it's true. Like, the work that we put in has been there's been no other team I can guarantee in the league that has put in as much work, not just in terms of physical work but like we spend boys get there at sometimes 5 30 5 45 and training doesn't finish until nine o'clock because we've spent an hour and 15 minutes an hour and a half doing a video session running through like our review and then previewing the team and then all that sort of stuff you know so it's just that next level of yeah we put in the yards we finish at nine o'clock you know we've been there three hours and then you got to get out and get your sleep in recovery blah 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 it's yeah it's it's next level yeah, it's. I guess it's it's one thing when you put that in. It's another thing to be that confident when you haven't. So like, mm. I mean, you kind of. There is there is something to be said for irrational, like being irrationally confident. Like, all the best dudes I played with have always been like. You could throw them. You could throw them in Real Madrid, and they would probably still think they're the best player on the field. Like. <laughs> Like just crazy like that, it's mm. uh, and there's definitely something to be said for it. I don't know, I don't know, not I don't know if I can actually put my finger on exactly what it is about that that makes you really good, but it's probably it's probably that combined with actually being good mm. is what makes you great versus like. Just being irrationally confident, making you better than you are. Mm. Um, there's probably something with that. 
bringing out the best in you more often than not. Mm. That makes well, sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, our coach, or well, the the coach at the club, Danny, he he um got me to read this. We well, didn't get me. He said, just check out this book. Um, it'll give me a better understanding as to like what what he's really trying to go for. And there was this part of the book that sticks out in my brain, and it's it's probably more so not just relevant for football, but relevant for a lot of things in life where it's like you want to do more you want to do better actions more often. So, and, and obviously more of it. So you've got like, there's a period of, we'll just say, I don't know, 10 seconds in those 10 seconds, a good player will do three to five actions in the, in the 10 seconds, or maybe we'll make it, we'll make it 30 seconds. They'll do three to five actions in the 10 seconds out of those three to five actions. You've got maybe two that are that are like really, really good, really high quality, but then the rest of them are kind of like sub-optimal. So they're not where we want them to be. When you've got a great player, you've got that 30 seconds, you've got five to eight, maybe eight to 10 actions that are all top quality. So it's like you're able to make or do more actions of a better quality more consistently in that same period of time. And I think that's what separates the, the good from the, the great in terms of like player, because you're able to do more actions, more consistently, more better, you know, than the other players are. Um, and I've seen that. I've seen how it's trans. The, but doing more actions more frequently of better quality will lead to better results, which it shows, you know? Yeah. So how do you, I mean, I guess define actions. Like, mm -hmm. it's that fly just landed on my head. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, like, when you, when you say act, I mean, like, players don't have the ball for more than, like, five minutes a game. So there's obviously the decisions and the actions that you make with the ball during that mm -hmm. three to five minutes a game. But what do you like clarify what you mean by actions? Okay. So, so you've got, like you just said there, if you have the ball, you've, you've got the ball for max five to seven minutes in a game, you know, depending mm -hmm. on where you're playing. I mean, obviously position positionally, you've got maybe depending on even how they're playing, maybe the center backs are getting most of the ball or maybe the, the, uh, midfielders are getting most of the ball so we'll just we'll go with five to seven minutes but a lot of the actions is like what are you doing off the ball as well to be able to create the space for the player on the ball or the player who might be receiving that ball that you're creating the space for so like what actions are you doing and even like when you have the ball there's a multitude of actions that you can perform. You can take the player on, you can play inside, you can play the player running down the line, you can play backwards, you can switch the ball. Like there's so many things that you can do. So it's like creating those actions or doing those actions with the ball. Obviously it's differ, it differs to off the ball, but obviously when you have the ball, you're in control of the game. Mm -hmm. So your choice is like what you're going to be doing with that ball. It, it then goes to like, what is our identity as a team to the action that you're going to make. If we're a ball playing team, which we are, you're going to do whatever it takes to play the the most 100% clinical pass that you can 
if you can go forward, you go forward. If you can't, okay, we'll recycle and we'll start again. But it's all about maintaining that possession and keeping the ball because we want the opposition to do the work. If you're playing in a team that doesn't value possession, values attacking, values team, uh, values, sorry, player flair, I guess, above the team collective, then you're going to want to try and take on that player and go 1v1 and all that. And it's not to say that we don't do that because we've got players on the wing that turn players inside out, like, all game. You know, like, there's some players, a couple of boys, one of them comes in and does some stuff with me. He's, you can just see it happening. Like, you see him get the ball and he's got his back to the defender and the defender knows what he's going to do, but he just can't stop him. Like, he just rolls him, waits for the other winger to come in to close down. And it's just like, it's poultry emotion. And you just know what the you know what it's going to be, but he just, just rolls and goes. So we do as a as a team allow that flair to happen, but the the actions are what a lot of the times what you're doing off the ball. Are you creating the space for the player on the ball to be able to either hit you or get that player in behind? Also, when we don't have the ball, we've got a four second rule. So it's like, can we win that ball back in four seconds? Can we act as quick as we can? to get that ball back so that we can put them back under pressure. And most times that we lose that ball, it's instant. It's instant. It's like, bang, we got it. Even from a de- another defensive perspective, like our wingers do not just jog back. Like they don't they don't just sit on the touchline and wait for the ball. Like they are some of the hardest working wingers that I have ever seen before in my life. We've got one, one young kid who, I mean, it doesn't, the, the numbers mean nothing if you if you're doing if you're not doing anything with it. But he's running anywhere between you know thirteen and fourteen k's a game as a winger, doing over twelve to fifteen hundred high speed meters, like which is a lot. It's a lot of work that he's doing. And so then when he's on the ball, he's doing just as much in terms of the good actions that he's doing for the team with the ball. So that's what we classify as like a kind of a good or a, a, a great consistent action because it's not necessarily always when you have got the ball. Can't be because, like you said, you've got the ball for five minutes a game. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the other things that I saw, I don't know if you saw this quote. Um, they asked some guy on that inner Miami team, he's like, What it what has Messi told you so far since he's been here? And he was like, uh he just he just told me to stop moving so much. <laughs> and I was laughing because it's like it it is interesting when you watch Messi versus any really anybody else. It's like he's here and everybody else is just like flying around. And it, I mean, to be fair, it probably wouldn't work. It almost mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't work if the whole team was like that. But it's an interesting, it's almost like no action is an action at some point. So it's like, it's same if you watch. Like if you watch City play, and you like, you you'll see people running around. But the more towards the middle you get, the less people are actually moving. Like you'll watch you'll watch the ball like go to the outside back and to the winger and to the outside back and to a six and to the center back and center back and a six and a winger and a nine. But but then you watch like the tens and they're just like standing there in the in the half space. Yeah. Like just just like moving a yard or two. They're just there. And then, like, it's in them and they're into them and they're gone. So it's it's it it is a really interesting balance of when when you should be moving and when you shouldn't be moving. Because it's sometimes people don't move enough. Sometimes people move too much. 
it everything it depends but it's it is interesting how much space you can create without moving mm. it's interesting that you say like about what messi said we had del piero play in the a-league uh maybe five years ago um maybe a little bit longer might have been a little bit longer than that and he's like he had a press conference he's like <laughs> you guys run so much like why do you run so much for it's let's play football you know i mean there's obviously there's a certain amount that you need to do to run when you have the ball like there's 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 a, a quota i guess if you like a, a magical quota that you kind of got to hit when you have the ball but when you're playing in a in a team that just constantly runs and runs and runs and like they're just everywhere and don't let the ball do the work right that's the, the biggest thing let the ball do do the work let it do it for you then you can you have the energy to do what you want he's like man you guys just run so much like Chill out, chill out a bit. It's like 38 degrees and Del Piero is just breathing out his backside. And he's like, I can't, I can't keep up with this pace of the game because it's not even with the ball. You're just expecting me to run. Like I'm not running. I'm a I'm a footballer, not a runner. Yeah. It's uh I had something to say, but I forgot it. Um it, it is it is interesting because it's you'll watch people just like run to make it run to check or something or run to get to a different space. And it's like, actually, if you would have just stood there and like not moved, you probably would have gotten the ball in like mm-hmm. so much space. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's way more fun for me when I don't have to run so much. Um, <laughs> it, it is a, that space finding aspect is so is so interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that's almost impossible to make like the general statements about because it's it differs in the individual situation so much. But I mean, if you got the ball, you you don't. Oh, what I was going to say was there was there was some old quote, and I think it was kind of tongue in cheek, but also like not really. And I can't remember if it was like Matt Letizia or like Eric Cantona or like Berbatov or somebody like one of those old, yeah. old time Premier League strikers. And he was, he was like, "Why would I ever have to run? I'm always in the right spot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that's that's fair. You never have to run if you're never in the wrong place. Like, mm. sort of, sort of. Mm. They, they, I mean, there's there's obviously like. If you're through on goal, like, yeah, I would expect you to sprint. Get out of here. I swear this fly. Um, yeah, if you're through on goal, I would expect you to sprint to the goal and not be like, I was in the right spot. I'm not running. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you watch, I think if you were to watch, like, I think it was a YouTube video the other day of Jack Wilshere playing with just like a whole bunch of amateurs. In like a Sunday league or something, and they weren't good. Um, and he's Jack Wilshere, obviously. Mm. I'm sure he ran half as much as any of these other guys did, and he like banged in a couple goals, should have gotten some assists, but these dudes couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Um, I I think the best players just move less mm. because they're where they should be more often. But then, does that mean that they move more? to get to where they need to be. 
to stay in where they should be. Like, but smaller actions, not like you're running for a longer period of time because you're already in that position. It's like a check of the shoulder or it's like a two meter step back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's those constant little adjustments to stay in the right place. Like if you, if you can recognize where to be earlier, like I swear, Oh, I got him. Um, <laughs> but then he flew away. Um, it's like recognizing earlier where you need to be and then recognizing how to stay where you need to be versus mm-hmm. like you realize at the last second you're like, Oh damn, I'm supposed to be over there. And then you sprint there and like, maybe you get there in time or not. And then you're just kind of like hanging out. And you're like, Oh, I gotta be over there. And then you gotta move versus like, I gotta be here or I gotta move a little bit do that. And that results in a lot less running than like, mm. I mean, it's also in the same vein of like, you don't move as much if you just don't lose possession. Like I'm sure you've played possession drills, like six v six in a box or something. And if you're just getting like zipped around with the ball and you're defending, you're like, Jesus, man, I'm going to throw up. Like you're just, yeah. like, when you're chasing shadows like that, versus if you have the ball, you're just, you don't even have to move really. Hmm. Yeah, you, you got to just take way. a take a step, either yeah. in or back, or just to to create another angle. Like that's the other thing I was going to say too. You could almost use deception as a, as a way, especially if you're playing as maybe a winger or you're playing as a um, a central midfielder. Like you take you pretend you're taking a step forward, and the defender's going with you, but then you step step back, and then you can pick up that ball and you can deliver out the other side, like deceiving the opposition, or you can pretend to come back and then move, make that move forward so it's like it's those quick short sharp movements or it's just not moving at all and just being like you said in that in that right position definitely yeah and letting if obviously not moving to get the ball requires your team to keep the ball and move it around you yeah so if nobody moves like then there's probably an issue mm-hmm. um but like if the ball is moving around almost every defender will get caught ball watching if the ball is moving around for a while and eventually somebody's going to leave the space that you're in or somebody's yeah. going to leave in space, leave out. Somebody's going to leave some space that's close to you or that you're in. And then you can just like walk over there and find it or whatever. But um, yeah, it's an interest. It's an interesting idea. I guess bringing it back to, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with the uh, kind of Tony Villani and game speed and change of direction things. If you're a winger and it works sort of with midfield and forwards, you can almost like run a route on a defender to try and find space and sort of in the midfield. But like if you threaten over the top and like you just start sprinting and you get that defender to sprint with you, like you can, you could just, you could stop whatever you want or you can change directions and move wherever you want and they're dead in the water. Like, as soon as you get somebody sprinting with you, it's toast. Like they're they're never gonna be able to change directions fast enough. And then like then you get the yard and you can receive it. Timing with that is hard. It's not as easy because they're not re pre rehearsed like an NFL route is. But it's uh that idea, and it works with the ball. It works with different spaces. But when I heard. So there's a guy, he was a wide receiver. His name was Anquan Bolden. And he's like one of the, caught some of the most passes of all time in the NFL. And he said something along the lines of, nobody ever wants to be running on a 
football field. He's talking about American football, but same goes with other f- football. Yeah. Just because, like, you can't – not because, like, people don't enjoy running. People don't enjoy running. But in a sense that, like, it ju- it's – once you get over the speed that you can change directions at in an instant, you're yeah. just you're just never going to be able to do anything as a defender. Or, it, it, again, it's hard as an attacker even because, like, it's going to take you long – long enough to stop and move and change directions but Mm. it's like if you can if you can get your defender running it's so easy to create a yard Mm. especially yeah yeah, especially if you don't let them know you're changing direction there's ways that you could change direction so like last thing what like when you watch robin would always cut in on the left and nobody could ever stop him Part of the reason is, well, the whole reason is that nobody ever knew when he was going to do it. So mm. he would always threaten down the line and get somebody moving quickly down the line. And then just whenever he wanted to, he's in and you're like, you just, you would never be able to get in a position where you could stay with him if he just sprinted straight forward, but also be in a position where you could change directions and flip your hips back fast yeah. enough. So that's, I mean, it, it, that's just the way it is. Like, it, it, wingers should be able to understand that and should be able to do that and be able to get inside pretty much whenever they want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree. I agree big time. I think it's, it's, it's something hard to see in the moment too because you've got like, like, again, if you're playing against those players, you can obviously be better at, as because I, I don't think you can actually teach that. Like as a defender, I'm saying, you know, obviously you can, but you need to, it's dependent on the player you're playing against. Obviously, if you're getting too close to one player, they're going to skip past you because they'll be faster than you. They'll have the, the rub of the green. You're running backwards, they're running forwards. Um, same goes if you're running with the player, like it depends on the body position of, of what you do as to how to match where they're going as best you can, but it's never going to be identical. Um Let's take a quick detour. This is something that I wanted to ask for a while. Um, actually, well, since last week. And I just remembered it now. Your thoughts on, obviously, so we've got preseason coming up. Strength, I think, is paramount. Getting into the gym, you want to try and become stronger, put on a little bit of size as well, even if we've only got four weeks. But running, what would you dose running-wise for players in the off season, because I still think that it's important to, to hit that top end speed. Like I'm sure you think it is as well. What would you dose? How much of it would you do per week? Would it be one, two, three times a week? What would you do to, because the best way to, to get faster at sprinting is to sprint. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if you're not doing any, if you're not getting on the field at all, like two times a week is fine. Um, generally, it's like uh, I think it's I think your hamstrings start to lose the adaptation to sprinting after somewhere like five or six days. Mm-hmm. So like three times every two weeks might be okay, um, but generally it's like two times a week and you're safe. It's kind of like protein in the way that like <laughs> if you if you get point eight 
grams per pound of body weight or 0.9, you're probably fine, but you might as well just get one to be sure that you're okay. Um, so I think two times a week, if you're not playing is a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you don't need a lot of sprints and you don't need to do it for far. So like 40, 40 yeah, meters. Oh, yeah. yeah. 40 to 60 meters. Like, that's plenty in reality. Like you don't even, even if you do like three step acceleration starts, you're getting a pretty significant thing there. And so some people like to do 10 meter flies, like you're only timing that 10 meters. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I think once or twice a week and then you're chilling and like, it's not, you're not doing 12, 200 meter sprints. Like it's like, it's like, <laughs> four to six 40 to 60 meter sprints with like long rest times and then you got to get warm for that too so that's when it's cool to add in some more uh technique technique kind of things like i i was at the i was at the track today doing my sprints actually but i uh forgot my memory card for the camera so no film came of it um but I like to do, I like my warm-ups there to be like breaking down the actual sprint process and like drilling different things. And it gets you moving. And granted, it's hot outside here still. So it's just moving like that and gradually ramping up the intensity exercises will help not only to run faster, but it can help with other different tissue tolerance things and technique and everything. So yeah, I mean, once or twice a week, generally. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think one thing that is really helpful and it's hard because like, I don't have timing gates and I don't think you have timing gates. If you could time it and like give people that quick feedback is so valuable just to be able to like, if you're timing 10 flies or like 40 meter sprints, if you're like four, nine, eight, and then the next one, you can give them the instant, like that was four, seven, nine. And they're like, oh, what did I, what felt different there to cut off two tenths of a second? Granted, that's a lot of time, but, um, and it's kind of like that flow. So like the flow state, you have to have instant feedback to get into a flow state. That's the instant feedback that you can give people. Um, it's not like, it's not like sprints aren't worth doing if you don't have that, but mm-hmm if you can do that it's really valuable and there's different ways you can do it on the phone like there's an app called my sprint that i use that you just like take a video of the sprint and then you like line up the line of when you started and when you cross the finish line it'll give you the time um and it'll keep track of them for you but that just takes a little bit longer Mm -hmm. so there's there's it was a long-winded answer to how many times a week should you spend. <laughs> That's it. It's a, it's a good bit of good bit of info. Good bit of info. What do you reckon? Leave it there for the for the day. The I think so. I think so. The other the other thing that I'll leave it with with the sprints that I think is valuable is that when you're doing sprint training, generally you want to severely undertrain people, mm-hmm. like. You're talking in terms of sprints or in terms of other days on that day or other days? Uh, 
mainly in terms of the sprints. You want to be, you want to, well, I guess in everything, you want to come into a sprint day as fresh as possible. And you want to undertrain probably on that sprint day. So that's the, that's the Tony Holler, Chris Corfus feed the cats model. Like they, they, I think they call it feed the cats because cats sleep for like 18 hours a day and then sprint like hell for like 12 minutes and just walk around for the rest. So they're big on like the whole workout is like a warm up and a couple like accessory, like jump bound skip kind of things. And then like four sprints and then they go home. And like, that's the whole thing. And then they're off for like two days. So not that I'm telling you to be extreme like that, but there, <laughs> there is a huge value, I think, in under training and like hitting a couple sprints really, really hard. So you got to be a little careful about overstriding and stuff with hamstrings, mm-hmm. but yeah. Is that, was I that guess- like helpful at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I guess it's the tolerance as well that your tissues that your tissue can handle. Like, are you you doing too much is going to push the, the tolerance of that tissue. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. So it's better to do less than to do more because more doesn't necessarily mean better, you know. So do less good, and it's like the complete opposite of what we're talking about with football. Yeah, <laughs> you want to do less actions, but better of the the less actions and do more more actions that are like better because you will fatigue yourself and, and potentially hurt yourself um let's see over there how uh, there how go. can everyone find you maddie yeah score performance instagram it'll be down below where uh where can everybody keep up with you yep same as maddie not score performance but it will be <laughs> down below coach coach carly with the three eyes we got uh, the keys yesterday as in we didn't actually get them uh, because my my mate had a bit of a crappy day, so we didn't get him to go and get them, but we're going to get them next week. But we technically, we, there's a lot of this going on today, but we got the keys, um, but we're just waiting to, to get in there. So that'll be happening over the – just keep your, your eyes open on the, the socials. That'll be going ahead in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks. There'll be a lot of uh, equipment and that moving in there. It's there we really, go. really exciting. So, yeah. Love to hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. We made it this far. Appreciate you listening, and we'll see everybody next week. See you guys.